Reverend Billy here. Welcome to the Earth Church. I'm from the Church of Stop Shopping in New York. You know, the word extinction is coming into the name of this radio show, just like it's coming in and dislodging all kinds of words I have in my head. I think that's because the extinction is what is actually happening. For some reason, the word isn't very popular. It's kind of not known. And the concept is not known. I guess a lot of people sort of think, yeah, the end of the world is coming at some point. It's not like that. We're in it. It is accelerating. Talk to a scientist. The sixth extinction is determining, pronouncing a death sentence on a lot of us. And also, life is beginning again. And, well, that's what happened in the previous five extinctions. And I think life will persist this time, too. A superior being that has that kind of death and life power, we call that God. But that's not what this is. God is a human-centric word. Extinction is a human-centric word. It's very self-pitying, isn't it? Full of fear. Yeah. Ah, I'm going to be extinguished in this thing. Woo. It's not a god. It's not an entertainment figure like Thanos and the Avengers. It's sort of Hollywood's version. No. And it's not a demon bat like that hot-bulleted bat out in China with the screwy DNA and the hot eyes that looks at us and kills us great numbers. No, this is actually the birthplace of the next generation of living things. And so as earth activists, maybe we should be blessing the new life. Can we learn to do that? The people that still think they can control things, I don't know. It's not even the 11th hour. It's the next morning. It's the birth of new life now. And it's all around us. We probably don't know how to look for it. We probably don't know what it looks like. We are walking ecosystems that might be inside of us. That's a little spooky. That's like a horror movie. But we can't name the thousands upon thousands of living beings that we're carrying around inside of us. Just like we can't name the extinction. Now, 66 million years ago was the last extinction. That's when the dinosaurs turned into birds. So what do you and I turn into? Dinosaurs turned into birds. And you and me turn into what? Dinosaurs turned into birds, and you and me turn into what? Dinosaurs turned into birds, and you and me. You and me. Before this is over, you and me will wish we could fly away. Amen? Earth, hallelujah. Let's fly. Turning and turning in the winding
Extinction is real. Extinction is here. We better say I love you before we disappear. Extinction number six. One, two, three, four, five. Do something to remember if someone does survive. There's a breathless hush on the freeway tonight. Beyond the ledges of concrete, restaurants fall into dreams with candlelight couples. Lost Alexandria still burns in a billion light bulbs. Lives cross lives idling at stoplights. Beyond the cloverleaf turnoffs, soul eat souls in the general emptiness. A piano concerto comes out a kitchen window. A yogi speaks at Ojai. It's all taking place in one mind. On the lawn, among the trees, lovers are listening for the master to tell them they are one with the universe. Eyes smell flowers and become them. There's a deathless hush on the freeway tonight as a Pacific tidal wave a mile high sweeps in. Los Angeles breathes its last gas and sinks into the sea like the Titanic, all lights lit. Nine minutes later, Willacathas, Nebraska sinks with it. The sea comes over in Utah. Mormon tabernacles washed away like barnacles. Coyotes are confounded and swim nowhere. An orchestra on stage in Omaha keeps on playing Handel's water music. Horns fill with water, and bass players float away on their instruments, clutching them like lovers horizontal. Chicago's loop becomes a roller coaster. Skyscrapers filled like water glasses. Great lakes mixed with Buddhist brine. Great books watered down in Evanston. Milwaukee beer topped with sea foam. Burr fleuve in Buffalo suddenly becomes salt. Manhattan Island swept clean in 16 seconds. Buried masts of Amsterdam arise as the great wave sweeps on eastward to wash away over-age Camembert Europe. Manhattan steaming in sea vines. The washed land awakes again to wilderness. The only sound, a vast thrumming of crickets, a cry of seabirds high over in empty eternity as the Hudson retakes its thickets and Indians reclaim their canoes. Hi, welcome to News from the Natural World. I'm Savitri D. Russia plans to recruit prisoners sentenced to forced labor to clean up pollution in the Arctic. The decision follows a string of environmental incidents in the fast-warming region this year, most notably a massive fuel spill from the Norilsk nickel storage tank in May that environmentalists called the largest ever oil spill in the Arctic. Some 21,000 tons of diesel fuel spilled into the soil near the city of Norilsk and waterways up to 30 kilometers away. In modern-day Russia, forced labor has been used as a form of criminal punishment since 2017 with officials dismissing comparisons to the Stalin-era gulag camps. U.S. President Joe Biden is looking to reopen the Children's Detention Center in Homestead, Florida, which is situated in an area so polluted it's been designated unfit for residents. The plan emerged as a record number of unaccompanied minors arrived at the southern border. 
Last week, two New York City pension funds for teachers and other public workers voted to sell off $4 billion of their investments in fossil fuels to fight the climate emergency. But the unions for New York's police and firefighters, whose pension funds are worth $63 billion, refused to participate. When asked why, the Police Benevolent Association said, that money belongs to the active and retired police officers who have worked and sacrificed to earn their pensions. Our views on any social or political issue cannot enter into the equation. Three million disposable masks are used every minute, posing a massive threat to the natural world, especially waterways and wildlife. Japan marked a decade since the Fukushima disaster with a nationwide moment of silence, prayers, and anti-nuclear protests. The 9.0 magnitude earthquake set off a massive tsunami that destroyed towns and caused a meltdown at Fukushima Daiichi nuclear plant. More than 18,000 people died in the aftermath of the quake, and tens of thousands of others were displaced. Many residents are still unable to return home in and around the area due to radioactive contamination. A small amount of seaweed in cattle feed could reduce methane emissions from beef cattle as much as 82%, and the effects are not just temporary, according to new findings from researchers at the University of California, Davis. The study paves the way for the sustainable production of livestock throughout the world and substantial reduction of methane from industrial meat. A new study has found that the Amazon rainforest could now be emitting more greenhouse gases than it absorbs. The research looked at numerous factors within the Amazon, including deforestation, fires, and weather, and concluded that greenhouse gases such as methane and nitrous oxide are being emitted in the Amazon basin offset, and now most likely exceed the area's ability to soak up the emissions. An oil spill in the Mediterranean washed up to the shores of the Gaza Strip, threatening the fish wealth and the beach season amid great challenges for Palestinian government agencies in Gaza to clean the beach given their lack of appropriate resources. Around 4,300 fisher people rely on fishing to survive and provide for their families. The halt of their activities due to the oil spill will render them unable to secure their daily food. The fish in the Israeli-permitted fishing zones for fishermen in the Gaza Strip will be either dead or contaminated by the oil spill, which will subsequently harm the citizens' health. Government authorities in the Gaza Strip fear they will not be able to deal with the flow of more oil spills in light of the lack of the right equipment or access to technological resources. Study of tree rings dating back to the Roman Empire concludes the series of severe droughts and heat waves in Europe since 2014 is the most extreme for more than 2,000 years. The study analyzed tree rings dating back as far as the Roman Empire to create the longest such record to date. The scientists said global heating was the most probable cause of the recent rise in extreme heat. The scientists said changes in the position of the jet stream and the circulation of air over the continent caused the droughts and that climate change was probably the underlying driver. The heat waves have had devastating consequences, the researchers said, causing thousands of early deaths, destroying crops, and igniting forest fires. Low river levels halted some shipping traffic and affected the cooling of nuclear power stations. Climate scientists predict more extreme and more frequent heat waves and droughts in future. And now, the sounds of extinction. The regent honeyeater 
is a critically endangered bird endemic to southeastern Australia. The Regent honeyeater was once abundant in southeastern Australia, but is now listed as critically endangered, and just 300 individuals remain in the wild. The bird has become so threatened that it has started to lose its song. It has lost about 90% of its habitat, and now has such a small, sparsely distributed population that young males are simply unable to find other males and hear their song, and often end up learning the songs of other species, which does not make them attractive to females. The natural song of the Regent honeyeater has essentially disappeared in at least 12% of the population. The Regent's honeyeater is glossy black, with contrasting pale yellow speckles and feathers. Breeding mostly occurs from August to January during the southern spring and summer. The breeding season appears to correspond with the flowering of key eucalyptus and mistletoe species. Two or three eggs are laid in a cup-shaped nest. The Regent honeyeater was once common in wooded areas of eastern Australia. The three main breeding areas were the Bundara Baraba and Caper Tree Valley. Most of these breeding sites were affected by the devastating 2019-2020 Australian bushfires, which will likely have an incredibly negative effect on the remaining wild population. And hear the sound of the Regent honeyeater. Today's pocket preach, distancing, the kind that predated the pandemic. Corporations and big money people have found that gaps between people, distances between you and me, make them money. When we become afraid of each other, we pay them to connect. That's what the iPhone is. That's what Facebook friends are, quote unquote. That's what selfies are. When we're in a healthy neighborhood, then we like walk by each other physically and hello, good morning, how are you? And after a while, we enjoy the intimacy, the trust, start trading stories. The trust goes all the way to trading advice, skills. A healthy neighborhood is a gift economy. We loan money or give credit. And why is that? We trust that much. There's no fear. But the corporations come in and target our healthy neighborhoods, which is what they're doing, they're doing that. They come in with their sea of identical details. Oh my God, I'm drowning. I'm drowning in the products. Cops, cars, cookie cutter, chain stores, luxury towers. These are all the same. Cops could be different, but they got the same attitude and they got the same uniform. When you're samified, you're less inclined to find a fellow pedestrian to say hello to. And they like that. That becomes an environment of low-level fear all the time, and they chase us back to the comfort and safety of the iPhone, or uh, if we have to be near anybody, we can put our face in the screen, or if we're at home, we've got the computer there. And we become less interesting as people. We become more 
monoculturized ourselves. We become less eccentric and we allow less eccentricity in the people around us because we become afraid of them. The result of this now, it's been a decade or two of this basic description I'm giving you. We start accusing each other of things. That distance makes us suspicious. That fear makes us, oh, you're bad, you're bad. And then we call the cops too quickly and they'll murder somebody. Can't do that. In a healthy neighborhood, what happens is, if somebody's violent, they get surrounded, they get identified. We talk to each other about what we can do. The best person to talk to them talks to them. And sometimes they get taken down, comforted out of their violence, which is just concentrated fear. They become, this happens again and again, a productive, interesting part of the neighborhood, amen? Let's do that. Let's reconnect. Let's be close. If human beings are closer to each other, they'll be able to be closer to life everywhere. The Earth wants humans to be close to each other. I believe that. We believe that. After all, nothing is as bad for the Earth as war. And the monoculture I've been describing is a kind of war. Let's not allow ourselves to isolate from each other. The earth has us making love to make life, after all. And some life that loves will be the next life. After this extinction, number six. Earthaluya.
Speak. Earth. Your wind makes a whistling sound in the corner of the apartment. And I know that you're whispering to me. But instead of trying to hear you, I turn on my computer. I didn't escape you at all. There you are on the screen, an impossible wind with somersaulting cars and flying oil slicks. You are the earth rotating inside me like a conscience. These freak storms, tsunamis, droughts, and extinctions confirm what I carry inside. I know that I will have to change some personal consumption in the next few minutes. It might be a light switch, a perfume, a heated pool, or a bite of food. But changing can be so tricky. I can change for days and discover I was only spending money. I know that I am made of the earth, blood, and electricity, and bone. And that should make it easier to talk to you. I turn to words that assure me I'm made of something else. Titanium, modified molecules, and 50 Super Bowls. In this big box, the future looks bright. And I fear the withheld love of a drought. Are you speaking to me? I'm afraid of a dead forest gesturing like a frozen crowd on a mountain. Did you say something? My neighbors and friends are made of the earth, too. We share stories about the hurricane, the heat prostration of the elderly woman who used to watch us from the old porch, the storm sewers disgorging poison across the playground. But we have the delete button at the ready. We can quickly move to celebrity gossip, poll numbers, ISIS. We know you are directing vast articulations toward us. And we still insist on the importance of war. We have a dozen American flags on our street. War is a kind of non-speaking. I want to defend you more than my country. It makes me sad that this is a choice we face. I do want to speak to you, though. We're so small so momentary standing here on our street. We are talking in our language, and we've become so casually violent. We've arranged for that violence to take place at a great distance from our manicured personalities. But then we look at the sky, and the dark clouds gather, and we know that you will have a word with us now. You are waiting for us. We can feel that you are waiting. You are here inside how we think and talk in our ordinary day. You rise up through us in our blood, spinning and singing in our inner ear, like a 500-year downpour. We're startled by what you're saying. Can we handle this? The earth is much more direct than the environment. The climate change is happening in my body and in yours. 
You are spinning in space and I'm supposed to spin with you. I'm so small down here on my street. We're watching. We're watching you. We're not moving. We're not a movement yet. Because we've watched so many end of the worlds. We'll pay to watch the last one. Do the billions of tiny naked humans need one more storm? We sense that we're in trouble. So many of us are on the verge of taking that trespassing leap into action. Earthalooya. Maybe we need just one more incredible disaster and then we'll be there. What's that? Uh, I hear you now. We must make that storm ourselves. Extinction is real, extinction is here We better say I love you before we disappear Extinction number six, one, two, three, four, five Do something to remember if someone does survive And now some rushed goodbyes and thank yous Widening gyre, Nehemiah Luckett Extinction is real, that would be Sundar Ganglani Lawrence Ferlinghetti's poem, Wild Dreams of a New Beginning, recited by Anthony Roberts. Lawrence, rest in peace. News from the natural world and the sounds of extinction. Savitri D., the director of the Church of Stop Shopping. The End of the World was composed by, among others, Laura Newman. The Fiery Eagles of Justice, Brendan Burke on drums and on saxophone. The editor and co-producer of this show, much thanks to Jason Candler. Amen. This is Earth Alleluia. Until I see you next time.